This is Think Retail, a podcast where top designers, strategists, thought leaders, and business people discuss what's coming next. Hi, I'm Melinda, and you're listening to Think Retail. Today, we're talking about cash. Is it going to go away completely? Is it unhygienic? Should retailers still allow cash payments, or is it okay to push consumers towards cards and digital only? Today, our president, Jean-Pierre Lacroix, is talking to David Fagelman, director at Enrio, consultancy firm in the UK that helps support financial services in times of change. So I'm Jean-Pierre Lacroix, and I'm uh, pleased to have today uh, David Fagelman, and uh, he's a principal director of Enrio. David, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. Yes, and so tell me a little bit more about your company and the services you provide the banking industry. So we are an independent consultancy designed to support the financial services industry as it navigates times of change. So we offer support and guidance by providing agile and innovative solutions through three pillars, through research and education, through stakeholder and political engagement, and through risk and resilience planning. And we were founded in March this year, which was a very exciting and horrific month for lots of people. But at the beginning of March, it was very exciting for us because we launched Enrio. And we launched it, I launched it with the co-founder, another David, David Hensley. And we've been working together since 2015 um, around cash and payments. So we had a lot of experience around the future of cash and how things were changing in the UK. And we also had a lot of work around risk and resilience planning we had the uh, we developed the first ever incident playbook for the cash industry if there was a, a big problem how the industry would collaborate and work together to solve it so we thought we could set up our own business and offer some of these services to um the industry directly well that's great i mean cash has always been a very controversial topic uh, or misunderstood topic uh, there's a lot of industries that believe cash is going to go away. There's a lot of industries that, um, you know, with COVID had concerns about cash. And I, I think you conducted a study to help debunk some of these myths. Could you talk a little bit about this study? Yeah, absolutely. So David and I have been involved with cash for some time. So as soon as these stories started to come out around COVID-19 means the death of cash and cash is unhygienic. We thought, right, well, we're going to have to look into this because there's going to be some very interesting nuggets of information that aren't going to be captured unless someone looks at it. One of the biggest challenges you've got when you're looking at cash is that we just don't know how many transactions are happening because it's not digital. It's all analog. So we really depend on surveys and models to try and figure out what's happening. So we went out to um, consumers in the UK. We went to a consumer representative sample. And we went out to 400 small businesses who accepted cash before COVID-19 to understand from the consumer side how they feel about cash. And from the business side, are they going to continue uh, offering cash and accepting it? Because there's one thing that people want to use it. They've got to be able to spend it as well. And we ran this research in the middle of July, which was an important time for the UK because the shops just started to reopen, the lockdown measures has eased. So people were getting back to some sort of normal behavior because when you're looking at consumer payments, the biggest issue with COVID-19 was the suppression of normal behavior. So the suppression of normal spending behavior. 
never before seen. People had no option, no need to spend anything. So we went out in the middle of July and I've just got a couple of highlights for you. There's so much you get from these studies. So I've really painfully condensed it uh, for you today. So the first thing that we found was that people are using less cash. So people who said they use cash every day, 10% said they use it every day before COVID-19. That fell to 5% in the middle of July. And 33% said they used it more than once a week. That fell to 15%. So quite significant change. But we were expecting that because we thought, well, some people who are you know, using cash once or twice a week, the lack of opportunity to, to use cash will mean that when things pick back up, they're probably not going to return to cash. And um, SMEs reflected that as well and told us that they felt that their cash payments were down 12% and their card and contactless payments were up 14%. And we've also got in the UK, I don't know what it's like in other countries, it might be the same, but at the moment, when you go into the majority of shops, there are, ki there are signs up encouraging you to use cards and some places just flat out accepting cash, not accepting cash. So we asked people about this and over half of people, uh, sorry, over half of the SMEs said that they've put up signs to encourage this. And three fifths of the SMEs had encouraged their customers to pay with cards instead of cash. So a big change in the, in the retail environment on the high street. And the main reason why people, uh, SMEs, said that they've put up signs is because they feel that like they need to protect their staff and limiting the contact with customers and limiting the contact with cash, they think will, will achieve that. For consumers, only one in 10 think that cash is unhygienic. And that's a really interesting finding because one of the big payment stories at the beginning of the pandemic was that cash was unhygienic. There was a leak from the WHO, something happened and it was all over the newspapers here. But David and I, we, we knew this wouldn't last. We knew this is a typical cash story. It's very emotive. And as things settled down, you know, this 10% that think cash is unhygienic, they probably thought cash was unhygienic before COVID-19 um, and that hasn't had much to do with it. But more broadly, we also asked people about payments choice. And 80% of consumers said that they want to see a range of payment options when they go shopping, including cash. And nearly half of them said that if the signs discouraging cash use, encouraging card use were removed, they'd use cash a bit more. And a quarter said that they wouldn't shop somewhere that didn't accept cash. Whether they'd actually follow through with that or not, I'm not too sure. But they said it when we asked them. And that's an interesting one because it shows that not everyone will change their shopping behavior if some place doesn't accept cash, but they expect that place to offer it. SMEs, very similar response. 77% said they think it's important that they offer cash as well as a range of payment options. And 60% said it was essential for their uh, customers that they offered cash, while 70% said they thought it would be bad for business if they didn't accept a customer's method of payment. And what all this is really telling us is that there was a very complex payments landscape before COVID-19. You had some people using cash, some people using cards, some people using mobile, some people using their watch, some people using all of them at the same time. Well, maybe not at the same time, but throughout the same day. That's the same now. That's the same as we kind of start to come through the other end of COVID-19, but it's changed. Some of the changes accelerated, some has been exactly the same. 
Well, it's very interesting because, you know, there's been a, a trend towards mobile wallet uh, globally. Um, and, you know, it was interesting. I participated in speaking at a conference in, uh, in the UK last year, and Barclays were doing a presentation on the growth of printing of cash, of money, currency. And it was sterling at how much new currency is being printed every year. And so, uh, well, it's a bit of a myth or that, uh, you know, that uh, the use of cash and, and the growth of currency is going away. And so this, uh, your study clearly validates that. And where, where, where would the, uh, our audience be able to download that study? So the best thing to do is to actually find me on LinkedIn, David Fagelman. F-A-G-L-E-M-A-N, or our company page, Enrio, because we have uh, packs, different packs that we've got available on there. And we're also launching some video explainers in the next coming week. Okay, great. Great. And we'll make sure that in our podcast, we, uh, we do a link to the study. Has COVID influenced the role of cash plays in banking and commerce? And we talked about commerce, SMEs, but uh, what about banking? Yeah, absolutely. So... COVID-19 has accelerated this move towards digital and our study showed that about a quarter said they realized they could get by without cash, but nearly a fifth said they hadn't changed their behavior. And this is the dilemma that many countries are facing at the moment. It's what level of cash infrastructure is necessary to ensure that the people who use cash can continue to do so. So while COVID-19 could make it seem that this could be at a lower level than previously thought, We'd urge caution there because there's this core group, perhaps it's a fifth, round about that, that are just not moving away from cash anytime soon. It's going to take more than a pandemic for them to change their behavior. What would, what are their, you know, what are the reasons why they still use cash? Well, we've got very high levels of digital exclusion in the UK. Some people don't have access to the internet. Some people don't have access to a device. And if they do have those things, they're not comfortable managing their finances. So yeah, it's certainly, it's accelerated, COVID-19's accelerated the change, but some of the entrenched issues still remain. Great. Are there other trends or factors that are influencing the role and usage of cash? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, you know, there's, there's more ways to pay than any other time in human history. So technology has played a huge role in the decline of cash. We went as a civilization, very, it's a very succinct uh, overview here. We go from barter and trade to um, precious metals, to coins, onto paper money. And then we slowly move into kind of cards and plastic and it's only really been the last 20-ish years that we've really had a, a, a glut of digital options. So technology is playing a big role. And in a similar way, online shopping is playing a big role. You no longer have to physically go out and buy goods and services. That's still growing. And that's going to continue to have an impact on the use of cash. And joined to that, you've got demographic change. I was speaking to someone who does a lot of research on payments recently. Adrian Buckle from UK Finance. And he was, we were talking about what's called the pain of paying. And this is a study that's been done that shows that if you use cash to pay for something, because it's physical and tangible, you feel more connected to it. So you understand the value of it. And the argument's always been that that's why cash is important, because you can feel the cost of something, you can feel the value. And he was saying that some of his studies had shown that actually for younger generations, uh, kind of late teens, early kind of 20s they're so 
digital now that the tangible aspect of cash doesn't mean anything to them. What they see are the digits lowering in their bank account and that's their pain. So we've got a demographic change that's really affecting how people pay for things. And I think there's also a huge role that tourism plays in the use of cash. Obviously, the tourist industry is, is completely stalled. But once it picks up again, uh, there are a lot of challenger banks and digital banks that are offering a very, very attractive exchange service where you get real-time exchange rates all around the world. Now, you have to use your card, but in countries where cards are quite widely accepted, I think they're really starting to push out cash from the uh, foreign exchange and tourism market. So it's a combination of lots of things, but those are just some of the main ones that I think you know, are continuing to play a role in affecting the use of cash. When you look at the uses of cash, um, what are the five strategies banks should consider to proactively respond to the uh, shifting role of the use of currency? But, uh, you know, I should say I don't envy anyone involved in the cash supply chain at the moment because it's, it's, it's a very difficult challenge. But I think there's a couple of things that I'd say that they should consider. The first is maintaining the access and deposit points, maintaining a branch and ATM network. If the customer still demands it, then you should make sure that it's, that it's still there. How you could ensure that happens is perhaps make an investment, invest in more advanced access or deposit points, some that can offer 24-7 access or some that can offer local cash uh, recycling or some sort of automation. And if they can't maintain their own deposit and access network, they must be able to ensure their customers can still access it by working with partners or working with other organizations. In the UK, you can use the post office to access your banking services. So a lot of banks who uh, remove their branch or their ATMs from a certain area will send their customers to the post office. Something else they can do is collaborate at the back end, at the wholesale end, to make sure the cost of processing cash is as low as it can be. And a lot of countries are starting to do this or have already done this. Um, if you lower the cost of processing cash, you can lower the cost of offering cash as a service, ensure that you can continue to offer it and your customers can continue to use it. And the other side of it is offering digital support to your customers. If you don't think your customers are using your online services, your mobile banking app enough, you need to help them. You need to offer them digital education. Whose responsibility is it to make sure that as citizens, we're digitally capable? Some people say it's the government, some people say it's the private sector. In truth, it's everybody. And we need to make sure that people don't feel like they can't access um, the digital world that's you know, certainly the direction of travel. And finally, they could encourage its use. You know, if they want to be involved in the cash game and uh, don't want to exit, encourage its use, promote it, and get people using it. Well, in the UK is quite, and I think Europe in general, are quite unique in that uh, the uh, use of ATMs has been consolidated uh, where you all share a similar service. Am I correct? Yeah, so you can, you, you can access anyone's ATM for free in the UK through the link network. But that's becoming, coming under the microscope because it's becoming quite expensive for the banks to run. Okay, great insight. So looking well into the future, what do you predict the role of cash will be? Well, no country has gone cashless as of yet. 
and I, I don't think one ever will. I think there will always be some form of public money, whether that's cash as we know it today, or a central bank digital currency, or you know, some a new form of the gold standard, something like that, because without it, governments would lose complete control of the financial system. And it'll be very interesting to watch countries like Sweden, uh, Norway, that have very low levels of cash use today. How do they go from 10, 8% cash transactions to zero transactions? And as you mentioned earlier, how do they square that with very high values of cash in circulation? There's a multitude of very difficult questions that need to be answered before any country can go completely cashless. But it's possible, say, if we look like 50 years into the future, say 2070, hopefully everyone's fit and healthy. We may be using several types of different digital money for our day to day transactions. I don't know what that could look like, but it, it could very well be the case. But there'll still be a cash like instrument that we can use for day to day transactions or more likely use the backup or funds to ensure it's safe. And a lot of the central banks are looking into a central bank digital currency and trying to create some digital form of public money. And I think that will probably end up being the future of cash. And I don't say that lightly because I'm a big believer in analog. I think digital only works if there's a backup. But the cash, but I think cash as it is now, or how it might be in 2070, will be the backup for the digital system. Great, those are great insights, David. David, thank you very much for taking the time to share some of your uh, insights and, and uh, the results of your study. Again, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, please visit our website uh, where you'll find a link to download uh, David's report. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. Thank you. The bottom line is that customers still want options. And for the time being, that does seem to include cash. David has some pretty compelling reasons for why you shouldn't remove cash as a payment option, including digital exclusion. And your customers are less concerned about cash being dirty than you think. And those that do worry about hygiene are probably gonna opt for another payment method anyways. And that's really the point. Customers wanna be able to choose how they pay even during a pandemic. Thanks for listening. And we will link to David's LinkedIn profile in our podcast description. Thanks for listening. For more information about Think Retail, you can reach us at info at sld.com. For more episodes, visit us online at sld.com slash podcast. Next time we discuss how luxury brands can transition to an online world. We hope you'll join us.